Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. No, you all didn't move the old me that for 40 years, Darren, I was a kamikaze. The fact that I'm alive is a miracle. How about that? I've ridden steers, jumped off cliffs, been shot and been shot at, and I survived it all. This is the Rod Peterson Show. It absolutely is. Happy Flame Tech Football Friday, everybody. We continue to broadcast live from Great Eagle Resort and Casino. Flame Tech, locally owned and operated industry leaders in commercial and industrial combustion technology. Big football weekend, of course. Fell Divisional Playoff Weekend. We were talking about that last hour with Tori Gurley. It's always a big hockey weekend. It's January, and we are in Canada. And everybody's talking about the Battle of Alberta. And I'm sure in Edmonton they would love to move ahead to the Battle of Alberta talk as opposed to last night's 6 nothing loss at home to the Florida Panthers. If you missed it earlier, I'm putting it all on Leon Dreisaitl, who could have buried three times in the first period and didn't. But, of course, the Calgary Stampeders and the CFL is top of them. The breaking news here, the breaking news in the CFL is Zach Calero signing with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers last night, and he was the biggest name in the free agent pool. Joining us to talk about it here in the Grey Eagle Event Center foyer is Danny Austin from the Calgary Sun. Danny, thanks for coming down. How you doing, bud? Man, I'm doing great. It's great to be here. Great, Honestly, it's great to be hopefully talking some CFL with you, and uh, yeah, it's a uh, thrill to be here. Thanks for having me, man. We are going to get it out of the way right out of the gate. I'm glad that you understood my clip earlier this week of Rob Grunk was not an indictment of coverage of the, of the CFL of the Stampede. Calgary Sun, I've long said, is one of the top sports pages in the country. Always has been. And when I came out here, I'm thinking a lot. I'm reminiscing this week a lot, Danny, of my trips to this town with the Pats, going to college here. I'd read the Calgary Sun cover to cover on that bus, rolling through all these highways of southern Alberta. That was not it. Um, but I, is the NFL making inroads in this town? Or have I completely misread that? No, I, it absolutely is. I mean, I think that's been going on for, for 10 years. And the reality is, look, I mean, I'm going to go into qualitative, but I will say that in-season CFL, there is no no outlet, in my opinion. The day-to-day is doing more CFL coverage than we are, and I'm very proud of that. And guys like Marty Hudson, our managing editor, are longtime devoted CFL fans. So we do make it a priority, but yeah, I mean... I think when we talk about the CFL in general, look, the access to DAZN, um, just over the last 10 years, you can watch every NFL game, and let's be honest, it's probably easier to access NFL content in Canada, but obviously in Calgary as well, than it is to have CFL content. Um, so yeah, the, the NFL has absolutely made inroads, but I'm a big believer that, you know, the football is football, and ultimately, I do not think that the Stampeders lose or the CFL loses because the NFL gains in popularity. It's just a matter of figuring out your space within that ecosystem. Well, interesting, interesting take on things. And, and by the way, on that topic, let me just say, Sunday at Shark Club Deerfoot Meadows, we will be hosting a watch party along with Brock over there for the two NFL Sunday divisional playoff games. Just, we'll put up there. Dan, more than welcome to join us. I love me some Shark Club. Now, having said all that, you see that I got my Calgary Stampeders mug here. Stamps are going to be sending 
people down here, we understand, to the Grey Eagle, which is going to make the resort and casino very happy. But I heard you on Calgary Radio this week talking about these signings by the Stamps. They're not the sexiest. We understand that. Very necessary. Even the old lineman would admit that these aren't sexy signings, but they're very important for the Calgary Stampeders. Every single year, I get cut just like everybody else does mid-season. I'm talking about the skill position guys, and then after Grey Cup, I look back and I say, yeah, the two teams that played for the Grey Cup were the team in the East with the best O-line and D-line, and the team in the West with the most. Like, it, it really is. I mean, it, it's so cliche, but it's one in the trenches. And I look at, like, I, I honestly think John Huffnagel, this has been a masterpiece so far, uh, the way that he's just sort of getting these guys signed one after another. Jake Mayer, obviously. Uh, we saw Reggie Bagleton and Trey Roberson. But the last week and a half, he has signed Fuller and Oromale, who will likely start in defense end. They have Isaac Adeyemi Berglund, their young Canadian, who will be the other D end. Then they signed Mike Rose and Derek Wigan. I think Mike Rose might be the best defensive tackle in the league. I think Derek Wigan might, should be talked about as, if not the best, one of the best Canadian defensive tackles. Then this week, Sean McEwen, starting center, multi-time all-star, probably the best center in the league. They got Ryan Sevier, who's really emerged at left guard. They've got Julian Good-Jones for two more years, and then they brought in Derek Dennis. So you have eight of your nine probably starting offensive, defensive linemen. If you're a Calgary Stampeders fan, you've got to be looking and saying, all right, well, Winnipeg's getting a little bit older, if a little bit of bad injury luck. This team has the foundation to go for the great cup, and John Hoffnagel has, has just locked those guys up. That's not to say there aren't bigger names still to sign or other big names to sign, but this has been impressive by John Hoffnagel. They are right there. They are ready to go, and it was a rebuilding team in 2021. It's not going to be in 2022, so I would expect them to hit the ground running. I, I think it's been so impressive. Well, I want to hear from the viewers, the CFL fans. Uh, they want us to talk more CFL. Now's your opportunity, everybody. you got Danny Austin sitting here right now to field your questions and so forth, and the reason that I find this intriguing to me is sitting on the prairies. Granted, I've been in Florida for two months, but before that, you see the Winnipeg-Saskatchewan rivalry. They've met in the West Final the last two years. And the question I'm hearing a lot is, who's winning free agency? And it sounds to me like you'd make a strong case for the Calgary Stampeders have won free agency. And Nick Lewis was just on here this week picking them to be first in the West. It's, I don't know that I have them first in the West. I think that we saw in the Ticats and Bombers how much continuity matters, how much bringing your guys back. So, so many people are focused on mid-February when everyone hits free agency. I still will maintain that for the three teams that I expect to be able to contend, Saskatchewan, Winnipeg, and Calgary, it's getting your guys re-signed. That is going to be the biggest priority. Maybe there's, you know, a, a couple holes you're trying to fill, but yeah, I, I think the St. Peters are right there. I'll be perfectly honest with you, Rod. I look back at the playoffs. Winnipeg ultimately is a rightful Grey Cup champion. I take nothing away from them. West semifinal. I think they should have won that game. They, they lost, they missed some field goals. There were some, there were some ultimately fumbles, but it still took the Riders to double OT to beat them. I think the Riders should have won the West final with all those turnovers they caused. And then in the Grey Cup, I maybe think that the Ticats should have won. So I think it's so, so, so close. And particularly mm. at the end of the season when those teams had grown, that yeah, it's continuity. And I, right now, I, I think the Stampeders, you gotta get Jameer Thurman resigned. You gotta get Darnell Sankey, but they've done a terrific job. I tell you what, I mean, I love seeing stuff on social media. You love some CFL. And I remember one of the last times you were on the show, you've said that goes back to your roots growing up in Toronto. You obviously went to Argos games as a kid. Of course. But you still love the CFL. What is it about it that you love so much? So I, I, I've actually been kind of disturbed over the last week and a half by how much conversation there was about everything that's wrong with the CFL. Yeah. Um, 
No, I, I think that I, I appreciate you asking me. And I think that when we when we talk about what any league is trying to do or any TV show content producer, you are trying to you're not trying to be Game of Thrones anymore. You know, you're trying to find a little segment. Not everybody is going to watch your your show. And the CFL has what every every content producer, every sports team, every sports league wants, which is a devoted diehard community. And I will say that when I look at Calgary as a, as a football market, I don't know that, you know, Monday to Friday, when the game's on Saturday, you have the same engagement that you necessarily have in Saskatchewan and Winnipeg, but you and I both know, you hit McMahon Stadium two hours worth of game, it's the best tailgating in the country. And I, I honestly, like, people in other markets get mad at me for saying that. You can call me a homer. That's what I love. I love that community. Mm -hmm. And it's been, it's been so good to me, because truthfully, I had a lot of learning to do when I started in 2016, taking over for the great Scott Mitchell, who I think is, you know, one of the great CFL reporters of all time. And I had a lot of learning and they supported me and they gave me that time. So it's that community. And when you arrive at McMahon Stadium and you feel that, you feel that love, you feel that passion, you feel that often it's, it's, it's people with their grandparents. You know, they've been doing this for 30 years. That is what I love about the CFL. And it's, it's uniquely Canadian and I just, it's special. And I, I, I think that, yeah, there are, there are things that need fixing. But um, if you're there on a Saturday afternoon, two hours before the game, there ain't nothing wrong with the CFL at that time. That's for sure. Uh, no, and I love this. James Zalstra's watching in Manitoba. He says, wow, lots of talk. Show it on the field. Big Blue will have the last say next year. He's the reporter covering the Stampeders, okay? There's a distinction. He's not speaking for the Stampeders. He's just covering them every day. <laughs> and that's, and right. let's be real, he's not wrong. I mean, yeah. it, the, the Grey Cup goes through Winnipeg next year one way or another. I want to be clear. I love what that team's doing. But... You know, I mean, I, I don't think that at the end of the season, the teams were that far apart. That's all I'm saying. You know, what's fun with going back and forth with the viewers, right? Um, John Schmeiser in Kansas City watching. Do you think the CFL needs to change its rules to attract more fans or do a better job of marketing? Here's my, here's my straight up answer. Absolutely do not change the rules. I, I, I do not think the rules are a problem. I think, and I've said this, said this recently, I think we say marketing, but that's not actually what we mean. I think that in many, many markets across this country, the reality is it's not billboards, it's not marketing. It is, it is too easy to ignore the CFL. It is, you are not being hit with content when you open the score app. We ultimately are producing less content as a Canadian football media culture. And that obviously includes CFL.ca have you. Um, than we were 10 years ago, than we were five years ago. And it is, it is extremely easy to not get the stories of these players. That's what's going to create connection. So I don't, when we say marketing, I think a lot of people view that as being the, the CFL marketing department. And I simply think that that's unfair. Um, I also will say that in 2021, um, CFL head office was running on a bare bones budget. They did not have as many people producing content um, as, as they otherwise would have. And I think that they did a pretty good job. But it's on all of us. I mean, I, we talked about this. I look in Calgary, you know, credit to Sportsnet Radio here. They had me on, they had me on twice in the last three weeks. That's a Rogers, you know, radio station, not Bell, <clears throat> which is obviously owns TSN and is the biggest shareholder. They're doing it. They're full marks to them. I mean, it's amazing and it's helping grow the game and Calgary football. But um, yeah, we, we need more visibility. We need it on a day-to-day -day basis. On a Tuesday morning or Tuesday evening, I want to turn on a TV and see people debating the CFL. It's what you're doing, Rod, and it's why I appreciate you so much. But is, that's not happening. And if I don't want to call it individual markets because on some level, you know, that's me calling out post-media colleagues. But there are times when it is just incredibly difficult to know who is playing for your team.
and we, we need to fix that. Well, yeah, and I, you know, as you know, I was in the CFL. Yes, it's 11-11 Mountain. Thank you, Ryan, for pointing that out. 11-11, the opportunity portal is opening. But, um, yeah, when I, listen, when I'm watching CFL games, Danny, I'm a lifelong CFL fan, but when I see the posing of the two players promoting coming games, you know, the guys back-to-back, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. That's a me problem, but that's also a CFL problem because for years we knew who all the players were, and I don't necessarily know who they are anymore. Now I need to do a little more work, but I think the CFL needs to do a little more work. But an actual on-the-field question here. Tommy Stevens. I've been getting asked about this guy for weeks. People are like, Rod, what do you think about them bringing in Tommy Stevens? I'm like, it's Bo's team, and then it's Jake Mayer's team. Why does everybody think Tommy Stevens is going to be taking snaps to Calgary's Peters in 2022? Unless I've misread it too. You have not misread that. Believe Mitchell is the starter, and Jake Mayer is the is the backup who I expect to get some playing time next year. And I mean, I I, I think that look, the Stampeders at any time. I, I, and I, I do think that part of why we pay attention to this is because the Stampeders have such a good record of developing quarterbacks. And I, I think people should really be looking out for Nick Arbuckle because I think he's going to do some good work this year and, and got dealt a bit of a bad hand last year. But no, I mean, look, that is not to say Tommy Stevens won't one day compete, but. Getting Mayer recent was a coup to Stampeders. It gives them an extra year to look at a guy who could potentially be your starter when Bo Levi Mitchell's contract runs out at the end of 2022. You're going to be able to make a decision on that. But, look, I'm not saying that third-string quarterback doesn't matter. It certainly does. But um, I'd, I'd just calm down a little bit on, on him. The, the quarterback situation is already going to be controversial enough, and we're going to be writing enough about it with just Jake Mayer and Bo Levi Mitchell. Competing. Right, and in a lot of cases, at least this past year, that third-string quarterback didn't even dress, correct? Like, when Jake Mayer made his start, that was first time in uniform, was it not? Yeah, that's what led to confusion, I think. I mean, <laughs> it was reported that Michael O'Connor was starting, not by me. Um, but yeah, no, Michael O'Connor had been the backup for those first two games, and then Jake Mayer was a third string. Now, you, you weren't dressing a third quarterback. I don't think the Stampeders did a single time um, last year. You'd it just didn't happen. So that's a development job. Um, and ultimately, for the Stampeders, why I do think it, it matters a little bit more is we've seen Bo have injury issues. So that guy could be required to step in in a backup role if Bo's shoulder doesn't hold up. But it's not anything more. They're a guy in Winnipeg, Tacona Pally. He watches this every day. He's what we call a P1 priority one. He's been begging me for 20 minutes to ask you about Zach Williams. Zach Williams. I think it's his buddy. What can you tell me about Zach Williams? This guy is a talent. He's one of those guys. Okay. Yeah, this guy is, I mean, he came in, again, the Stampeders were the youngest team in the league at the start of the, the 2021 season. That is forgotten. But, you know, stepped in um, at, I believe it was left guard, and, you know, really hadn't played previously. Um, obviously, a, a Canadian guy. So you have certain expectations. Um, Zach is a quiet guy. I'm not going to say shy, but he's quiet, so he's not going to come and prop himself up. So I'll, I'll do it. He stepped in. They did not miss a beat with him, and I don't think it's a huge surprise that he is getting NFL looks. Um, if he hits free agency, you know, he's, he's going to launch a bidding war. I would be shocked if the Bombers aren't secretly hoping that he comes home. But, uh, yeah, Zach Williams is one of those guys who just flies under the radar because he's a Canadian offensive lineman, but uh, did the job. And, and do not forget that this Stampede team allowed the second fewest sacks in the league. Kadeem Carey um, rushed for the second most yards in the league and the most touchdowns. Your guards matter for that stuff, and Zach Williams was a big part of it. So great player, going to have a long future ahead of him. I think he's one of those sort of Huffnagel draft picks where you look at it a couple years later and you're like, man, this guy just, just hits it out of the park.
There is a flood of questions for Danny Austin. So what I'm going to do is take a break and come back with more after this. Who else is talking CFL football on live television across Canada and one U.S. states? I'll answer that for you. Nobody. Well, hour two is brought to you by Great Western's Original 16 Beer. Brewed in Saskatchewan, made with premium Saskatchewan ingredients, Original 16 is unfiltered for peak flavor. I want to mention one of our most trusted and prized partners is Tough Tribe for men, hair products. They contain aloe vera, botanicals, and antioxidants traditionally known for their scalp and hair benefits. We love our men. Welcome to the Tough Tribe, available today at toughtribeformen.com. That's the number four, toughtribeformen.com. Amazon Canada and coming soon to a salon near you. I don't want to hook Danny. When we come back, I'm going to ask you about Cody Fajardo and if the sliding avalanche of the Ryder Nation turning on him is fair or not, because it's happening. Should it be? It's a Flame Tech Football Friday. We'll be right back on Game Plus Television, available all across Alberta, NBC on tele Telesoptic TV, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to YouTube.com slash Rod Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Air, I would just be like, yeah. Oh, it was seafood last night. The Grey Eagle Buffet. Tonight, it is prime rib night. <laughs> Look at that cowboy. Uh, by the way, Danny Austin's with us here from Post Media, Calgary's Sun. And there is a string, a litany of comments for you and questions, uh, Danny, which I'll get to. But listen, I don't think they knew what was coming to town that I'm the son of cattle farmer slash rancher. They're trying to tell me that 4A beef they were giving us in a Calgary Stampede Park. The other day. Have you ever heard of 4A beef? I have not heard no, of it. No, <laughs> it doesn't exist. I've talked to all these cattle ranchers. They're like, no, 3A is the best. That's, it's a gimmick. They're trying to hoodwink you there. Don't fall for it. But we'll see tonight, because I know it is Alberta beef on the buffet here tonight at the Grey Eagle. Come on down, everybody. Okay. Okay. Before I get to their questions, Danny, mine. Fajardo is facing, I just say, an avalanche of criticism from the Ryder Nation. I've sensed it for almost a year now that they're turning on him. I don't like it. I'm a Cody guy. I love him personally and professionally. Am I missing something? And what are you seeing from one province over? Are you seeing it like I'm seeing it? So it's interesting. I, I first of all, before anything else, I would preach patience with Cody Fajardo. I think he is a good quarterback. I would suggest if I was Cody Fajardo, part of what we love about him is how, how open he is with the media, with the public. I think you put a target on your back. We say things like, oh, I'm only a second starter. I, I think that obviously he had a mistake and misspoke after the first loss to the Stampeders where he sort of said he needed his receivers to come down with those 50-50 balls or, or what have you. I still think Cody Fajardo was a good quarterback. I, I honestly, I, I don't know what is better that is out there right now. I don't know that Trevor Harris is a huge improvement. I, I, I have nothing but good things to say about Trevor Harris as a person, but ultimately when he came out west and, and got into the sort of the, the fight that is the West Division, I, I don't think he showed us that he was necessarily an elite quarterback. So my thing with the Riders, you know, when you're the Calgary reporter, you never say anything too nice about Saskatchewan. I think we forget how many guys tore their Achilles tendons right before the season, important players. That team had horrible injury issues, and they wound up beating the Calgary Stampeders twice, and that Stampeders team was good at the end of the season, and, and really pushing the... The, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Now, would a quarterback, a slightly better quarterback, have potentially gotten them over the Bombers? I don't know. 
But I, I really think that the Riders overachieved when their injury situation last. So I think that if I was a, a Riders fan, I would be feeling very, very positive, not only about the future, but next season in particular. And I don't mind, as a, as a football fan, having a quarterback who feels like he's got something to prove. And I think Cody Fajardo is definitely going to be feeling that way. Nine and four record, third in CFL passing, hosted a playoff game again. Not every quarterback in the league could say that, but it's, they're turning on him not for his play. It's, as you, you think, what he said in the media and uh, amazing to me. Here's a little bit of a segue. Jordan Mitzo is watching the Greek from the Four Seasons Sports Palace and he says, Roddy, do you think Jen, his top bartender, would get mad if we put Euler onion rings on special after they don't score any goals? He's talking about the orders being shut out last night. Here's my reach of a segue, Danny. Cody's interviewed in the heat of the moment and he said some things that he obviously regrets because he backtracked on them. Mm-hmm. How about Leon Dreisaitl this week and Jim Matheson? Everybody in Calgary, I can't, they're still cackling about it down here. It's unbelievable. It's great. I love that stuff. You know, as do you. Of course. What was, <laughs> of course. What was your take on pissy gate, man? I mean, I would not use the word pissy. This is, you know what, rather than going into the specifics, I'm going to say this. One of the things that I love about being a CFL reporter, and I have covered the Calgary Flames full seasons. I've, I, you know, I've done a lot of it. I don't understand the hockey culture of just sitting there and saying absolutely nothing and sort of being, being rude. Ultimately, I look at the way the NBA has grown. I look at the NFL. Those guys don't feel the need to say absolutely nothing. I don't know what it is in hockey culture that, that makes that be what hockey players do. I, I like Leon Dry said, I like to just, I, I don't understand why you don't just give some sort of answer to the question. Be polite. Give the fans some sort of explanation. You're a superstar. You're supposed to carry that team. And look, I wouldn't use the word pissy with a player. I, that just, that just wouldn't happen. But uh, I think that there's a little bit of blame to go around. And I honestly, thank God I covered the CFL where athletes are a whole lot more forthcoming and, and don't seem to hate me just for trying to do my job. And, and then the coach too, not the players, right? But, and I know it's tough for you because you are full on in that newspaper brethren of which Jim Matheson's in, but you and I are emotional, hard on the sleeve guys. That's why we eventually got along. Mm-hmm. And you and I have never called anybody pissy. We've never got personal with anybody. Right? You know, it, it's also a weird thing. I mean, look, like choice of word, I think we can criticize. I don't have any issue with a reporter asking a player like what's wrong like what is going on here why are you why are you being this this way um so i mean we can we can nitpick over the language but i ultimately like, i hate to say that's my tribe and I, i'm gonna sort of stand up for jim here a little bit um i figured you would yeah and, he, and he's also obviously a co-worker um like that that one word is i i get it and, and I'm, I'm sure jim w- would not use that word again but also like I, I don't think that it's all that difficult to get up. Your, your team's losing. You're, you're paid, what, $11 million a year. I don't think it's, it's too much to expect for you to have legit, legitimate forthcoming answers to the media asking you questions. And, and yeah, newspaper, our job is different. Do not forget that the job is not supposed to be to go on Zoom and give content that the team tweets out, you know, to give video. That is not. I'm supposed to be getting stories to, to, that answer the questions that I have that go in the newspaper and go online. So it is... People are potentially forgetting that a little bit, but I mean, look, I, I understand the criticism both ways. Uh, Jason and Red Deer watching says, in all fairness, Danny, Leon did answer. He said everything needs to change, and he's right. James in Manitoba says, I think BC and Edmonton still need to have their personnel fixed. I think that's what he said. Uh, Casey Jones watching on YouTube says, uh, Cody is like the new Kevin Glenn. Good, decent, but gets rattled easily and falls apart. Sounds like a taco time taco. Uh, 
on the Elks discussion there, the guy mentioned personnel. How do you feel about Chris Jones back in this significant of a role in Alberta? What do you think that'll do for the CFL's Battle of Alberta? I think it's good. I mean, I think that we need to remember that when Chris Jones arrived in Saskatchewan that first year, he wasn't trying to go for a great in year one, right? I mean, it was building. So I do not expect the Elks to be particularly competitive um, this, this season. I think that that's, that's just too big an ask, especially when you have the brains that you've got in Winnipeg, Saskatchewan, and Calgary. Um, like Chris Jones is ultimately... I, I really wanted to see a guy like Mark Killam, who I think has put in the work and I think would be a terrific coach and players love from around the league. I would have loved to have seen Mark Killam get that opportunity. But ultimately, yeah, you're, you're going for a major fix. Chris Jones was, was probably not only the best off, I think he could be the only option. I mean, he's capable of doing those jobs and has proven it. Um, so I hope Chris Jones is here, and I hope he's here for a long time, and I hope that ultimately the Edmonton Elks become competitive again and are... I don't want to say a dynasty, but I want to say they're competitive year in, year out, because there's nothing better in the CFL when you have all four teams, and we'll include the Lions, all five teams in the West, just feeling like they want to absolutely annihilate each other and that they're capable of it every week. It's, it's a, that's an amazing symmetry when it happens. Honestly, it's a miracle to me in a lot of ways that the CFL has survived COVID because this seems like the biggest crisis of all time to face this league, and yet you they act like there's no problems. I mean, the, the crowds in Edmonton, we saw them under 10,000, blah, blah, blah. But maybe Chris Jones can bring some people back, and it's going to take some winning, And but he's, he is a brand. He has a brand. Whether you like it or you don't, Chris Jones is a brand. And I just wonder in Calgary, because we're going to get some Stampeders personnel down here, it's been so smooth. There's no controversy. You mentioned Mark. I'm thinking of all the guys on that staff. Brent Munson, obviously Mark Mueller, known him since he was a child. Pat Delmonico. Pat Delmonico. They're all great guys. No controversy. Have Stampeders fans been... Well, George Cortez said it to me. That, what, what was his term? Something... They've had it easy. They don't even know it. Or Do you know what I mean? Like, what's a word for that? I mean, I... I, I Complacent, maybe? Yeah, taking it for granted a little yeah, bit. That yeah, yeah, angle. yeah. Their excellence. Yeah, so I mean, I've been doing just honestly for fun, just sort of looking back. I started in 26, so I've been doing, oh, this five season, who's, you know, the receiving the top five, tackles top five. I got to sacks, and you had Charleston Hughes was number one. He had 60. I'm not going to know all the numbers off the top of my head, yeah. but I know 11. <laughs> but um, then you had Jagarrett Davis, and Micah Johnson was six, I believe. So four of the top six guys and three of them had been on the team for 2016 and 2017 how good were those stampeders teams that didn't win the gray cup in 2016 and 17 you alex singleton like it's absolutely incredible it's made my to be honest very easy in most ways because i don't have to weigh into the the huge amount of controversy any controversy that i'm involved in i generally create myself but it also i mean it's just really really hard to criticize huffnagel and dickinson when they do it so well, right? I mean, who am I to criticize them? It's, it's, it's a weird thing. But yeah, the Stampeders, I mean, and I honestly think that losing Micah Johnson, Charleston Hughes, Jagera Davis, and them still coming up and having the guys like Mike Rose really, really step up, I mean, it shows you that these guys aren't just coaching the elite. They are building players up, and that's where Stampeders fans should have some confidence. Glenn Erickson watching in Medicine Hat says, it seems the fan bases in Western Can Canadian NHL markets thrive on negativity. I suppose it beats indifference, but 24-7, 365 optics must give players fits at times. Eh, fair, but when you're making millions, it does go hand in hand. Uh, Jeff the Stamps fan says, no doubt Calgary fans have been spoiled. Uh, so that for Wayne and Victoria BC says, the question mark for Edmonton is, will Jones stay more than a couple of years? 
I've got it at three max. How long do you think Chris Jones stays in Edmonton? I mean, three years for a head coach is, is pretty average probably for, for this league. So I don't think, look, I, let's say three to five. I honestly, I think Chris Jones is aware enough of his reputation and I could probably use a little bit of, of fixing. And I, I, I think staying past winning a great cup or, um, and honestly, I think that reputation is earned. I think that what happened to Sketch where he signed Stenshin and then what, a week later, after he promised that he wanted to be in Canada, he, he left. I mean, that, that, that type of thing is a little bit of a stain on your, your reputation. So um, yeah, I, I think it would behoove, I never used that word before, uh, Chris Jones, <laughs> Chris Jones to, to be here for a little while. And I think that that is the best thing for the CFL. That Edmonton market, you said it, that under 10,000 day, was not good. That is not, that's not okay. We can't have Edmonton of all places dropping down. So yeah, we, the CFL Chris Jones to be there. Chris Jones probably needs to be there. I, I, I'd say three to five years. It was in the fall that game. And I remember watching it on the screen in the brand center in Regina with a agent. It was at a hockey game. And we looked at it and I'm like, I've seen practices with more people at them than what's at that Edmonton game. So yeah, I think Chris Jones will definitely help with that. By the way, we are launching today Kinsman Telemiracle's 50-50 draw. It is back. We're officially announcing Telemiracle 46 online 50-50 has returned. It's another way to support Telemiracle and also have a chance to win half the jackpot. It's truly a win-win for Saskatchewan residents. Last year's raffle sold over $726,000 in tickets, and the winner took home half the pot. You can purchase your tickets now at telemiracle.com. You have to be physically in Saskatchewan to purchase yours. The draw date will be uh, Wednesday, March the 2nd. Just before I do get your take on the NFL, we've got a couple minutes left, uh, these divisional games, just on the Calgary sports facility debate. Um, that's the other thing I've a lot of since out here, and it's not kind of depressing. Danny, what's your take on it? It is depressing. I, I, it's so hard. Look, ultimately, let's start with McMahon Stadium. I do not believe that we are getting McMahon Stadium replaced anytime soon. Let's just leave that there. I just don't think that there, from current ownership, is any appetite for putting money um, into that. And I, therefore, I think we're going to be waiting for a long, long time, um, unless that sale, which you and I both believe could happen, um, goes down uh like it's it's so depressing what happened with theory um i always believe that when you're getting hundreds of millions of dollars of public money um you know you're gonna have to be responsible for some cost overruns and that goes both ways but i'm also you know i i, I think that when public money goes to an arena um that shouldn't be taken for granted uh, and i'm not saying that it was but I, I hear some people say oh the city the city how could they i don't think that the public should have been on you know, sh should have been forced to pay all cost overruns. And I'm saying that's what's happened. I think it's a very complicated situation with a lot of money and a lot of big egos. And mm. it's, it's, it's brutal to me that this has happened. And I, I look down at, at LA where they've what, built a multi-billion dollar stadium with no public money. And I just think, how are we here? This is, you know, this is the fourth biggest city in the country. We should have modern facilities um, and figuring out how they're paid for is something that's well above my pay grade. But but it's a shame, and it's, it's a little embarrassing for Calgary and for Calgary sports fans and for, for everybody here. World-class city deserves better than what we have, but um, people feel that there will be a new facility in our lifetime and uh, probably long before that. Just very quickly, NFL Division playoff weekend, I'm just going to ask you who you think your winners are be. Rapid fire, Bengals at Titans. Who win? I'm going Bengals just because I love them. <laughs> is that your team? <laughs> no, I mean, honestly, like, my team is basically the Bills. So when we get there, I'm going to go We're getting Bills. there, yes. I'm yes, going to go Bills, 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 Bills. But, like, I honestly just say 
the scenes. I mean, the coach going into bars and giving out game balls to fans. Like, how can you not root for that? Cincinnati, bit of a, you know, hard luck city. Love that. So, yeah, give me the, give me the Eagles. Okay, Saturday night in San Francisco at Green Bay. Who wins there? Green Bay. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah. Favored by six at Bet Regal. Uh, Sunday, 1 p.m. Mountain, Rams at Bucks. That's my feature game. Who do you think wins that one? Uh, I'm going to go Bucks. I ultimately just think the Bucks are, like, it's hard to bet against them. There's, they win. And why do you think the Bills will win at Kansas City other than that you're a big Buffalo fan? Josh freaking Allen, man. Come on. I mean, what they did He's good. What they did last week against New England wasn't bad up all. It's honestly one of the most impressive offensive performances, in my opinion, in football history. Josh Allen is brilliant. I love the way that this team, you know, bounced back from that sort of – it was probably around Thanksgiving when it felt like maybe the wheels were coming off a little bit and they, they dug in. I love the way they're using the running game. But ultimately, you have a quarterback who I think – is, is just absolutely spectacular, and it feels like it's Buffalo's year to me. I, I'm taking them to go right to the Super Bowl. Wow. NFL Division Playoff Weekend. Get 22 welcome dollars at betregal.ca, our exclusive betting partner. Sign up. Use the promo code RP22 at regal.ca. Get betting this weekend. And uh, we'll see you at Shark Club Deerfoot Meadows this Sunday at 1 p.m. We'll be hosting the RP Show Shark Club Watch Party for both games. Handing away uh, prizes. We'll be on the microphone. It's going to be great. Danny, always appreciate the time. Thanks for coming down. Man, anytime. Thank you so much. The Moose will be back in here next. You're watching the RP Show live from Gray Eagle Resort and Casinos Event Center on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-Hour Sports Radio at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com. Watch the Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, the place to be, Gray Eagle Resort and Casino, Calgary's entertainment destination. See that? Alberta Gold. There'll I see. Prime Alberta beef on the buffet tonight, Moose. Uh, it's exciting. It's very exciting because we're trying to decide what to do. We get off the air in 20 minutes' time. We won't be on the air again until Monday uh, as Moose DuPont makes his first appearance of Hour 2, which is brought to you Great Western Original 16. You were talking about maybe making a little sojourn out to Banff this afternoon. Uh, we got some options. It's we, a beautiful day. What is it? Plus six, seven, eight. Some short T-shirt weather out here in Calgary. Uh, phone says one, but feels like six. No wind. No wind. It is unbelievable. Like I've always thought about this. They say in you know in Vancouver and on the coast, you're living 250 days of the year in fog and rain. Mm -hmm. But you know what? In Saskatchewan, you're living 250 days of the year in wind. So out here, you get those temperature changes drastically. But it feels like you don't get the wind. Uh, Alberta hockey guy texting me here with a long text with a bunch of cliches. I don't. <clears throat> you're going to be meeting him next week. Okay. It's been wonderful, obviously, getting out to Alberta, getting reacquainted with all our old friends, talking sports, and uh, again, the Calgary Stampede is going to be. Hopefully, sending people down here to the show. We found out the CFL winter meetings are in Kananaskis, February 15th to the 17th, so we have a decision to make. We're going to take the show out there, maybe hope to have some of them on here. Who knows? Yeah. It's all deadly, as uh, Vince Vaughn would say. Yes. Um, hey, I'm trying to figure this one out. Moose got up this morning, sent me a photo of the Swift Current Broncos bus in the parking lot here at the Gray Eagle, but on our sports schedule tonight, the Calgary Hitmen are at the Swift Crown Broncos. 
I will check it. What? Yeah, I'm not joking. WHL.ca. You got the photo, right? Like, I actually took the photo that wasn't in my sleep. The bus is here. So, okay. is there any chance that they've got a, a um, bunch of tourists here and they're using the Swift Current Broncos bus? I don't know. That, that's very plausible. Some of the things that we have to get sorted out here on this Flame Tech Football Friday. Hey, Clark, let me know. Let's throw up the Great Western Ultra update logo. You let me know and uh, start it whenever, and I'll just fly into it here if you got time. Because we haven't done Hour 2 is brought to you by Great Western Original 16 Beer. So whenever you're ready, if you can, let's go with the update. And while you're doing that and getting it ready... Ah, away we go. Let's go. The big shoe dropped Thursday evening. There were and are hundreds of available players in CFL free agency this winter. The actual market doesn't open until February 8th, but everybody had their eye on reigning league most outstanding player Zach Caleros. While the Bombers have been signing big names like Jeffress, Jeffcoat, and Big Hill, the glaring omission was Zach Caleros. Now let's take a minute to examine this. I've fielded lots of questions from CFL fans recently who stated these league-wide signings aren't really a big deal. Unless a big name actually leaves a team, these signings are akin to going hunting in the zoo. Maybe, but I applaud CFL teams for doing their best to stay in the news. But back to Zach. He signed on Thursday, and the Bombers are popping champagne corks over it. Well, they should. But I never thought he was going anywhere anyway. Knowing him as well as I do, Zach favors stability, isn't big on moving his family, and above all else, wants to win. Signing with Winnipeg accomplishes all of that. And I figured the only thing holding it up was money. Why wouldn't Zach want to be the CFL's highest paid player since Winnipeg wouldn't have won a thing without him? And that's exactly what happened. With Three Down Nation reporting, Zach's in line to earn $550,000 in 2022. The next highest paid player, we're told, is Cody Fajardo. Something tells me these two will go head-to-head -head again next year with a trip to Great Cup of Line. Who's going to earn his money more? Well done. How about that? Well done. Nice job. Oh, no. Well, Danny Austin showed up here and has given us a hell of a lot to think about, hasn't he? Yeah. And the takeaway from the update, I don't know why it's stick with me, but... <laughs> It's like going hunting in the zoo. That's a good Did one. Did you like that I one? I like that one. It's, just, it's not much of a challenge. It's not a challenge. No, they're all caged up. They're nowhere to run. As long as you don't completely <laughs> soil yourself with the gun, you're, you're pretty much going to take care of business, right? But that's the thing. Those guys in Winnipeg didn't want to leave, but Zach might have wanted to leave. So that wasn't necessarily hunting in the zoo. Have you never heard that term before? No, that's a new one for me. The hunting in the, and then, and then putting it up on the wall too, right? Look what like, I shot. It's like it's like it's like the guys who take the the deer antlers or the moose rack, right? Oh, yeah. Because they hit it with their car and they put it on the wall in their in their den or their garage, right? Like, oh, look what I got. Yeah, yeah, with your truck. There's a lot of guys with no integrity out there that would be happy to have a prize trophy on the wall and then went hunting in the zoo. There's a lot that do it actually. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mhm. Mm Anyways, sports updates for dubnetwork.ca, your number one source for Western Hockey League breaking news and analysis. Visit today, dubnetwork.ca. And for Ben Cahoon's G2G Protein Bars, order yours now at g2gbars.ca and get 20% off with a promo code RP Show. When we come back, overtime, for takeover, taco time, and we will talk about tonight's featured games because there's another plethora of choices. It's just like a Grey Eagle buffet. A lot of great choices tonight yes. for sports. We'll be right back. You are watching on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com.
Have you subscribed to The Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. Here we go. Here we go. You are looking live at the foyer at the event center here at Eagle Resort and Casino. And tonight's the night I think you want to come down. It is the prime rib night at the Gray Eagle Buffet. And let's see if they try and tell Ooh. us that it's 4A. I know. That's become a thing in my life. Everybody's texting me. All the ranchers are chortling. 4A. <laughs> I wanted to ask. They said it's a gimmick. I know. I wanted to ask Sheldon because I saw Jay Leno was on the wall there. And, yeah. I, and I wondered if Jerry Seinfeld had ever came by. I think I saw Seinfeld on the wall. Did you? Anybody who's anybody has been here. It's a who's except, who. Except for George Strait. Yeah, it's a who's who of entertainment for sure. And that's because George isn't touring anymore unless your name's Las Vegas. Mm. Uh, by the way, catch the West Coast Beach Vibes with one of the most influential rock and roll bands of all time, the Beach Boys, coming to the event center at Grey Eagle Resort and Casino on April Grey the 14th. Eagle Resort Dance. And Casino. Dance and sing along to the best hits of the iconic band for one night only. April 14th at the Grey Eagle Events. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.ca. Did you hear me? The Beach Boys. Ooh. Who doesn't love them? April 14th, Ticketmaster.ca. I got their songs in my head. <clears throat> oh, uh, yeah. My uh, Kokomo. That's my favorite. Is it? Kokomo. Yeah. Did you like my Instagram story when I... Uh, Aruba, Florida, Jamaica. Who I want to take you to. Oh, so good. Come on, pretty mama. Adam, you were there. Adam Readyoff watching in Hamilton, uh, writing in as we go into Taco Time. You were takeover. Hello, gentlemen. I'm getting amped up for the new CFL season. Just secured my season seats. Danny was a fantastic guest. He has some unique perspectives, and I love his passion. He's got some news to pass along, by the way, professionally for him, which will not take him out of Calgary at all, but I'm going to That's Danny's news to break, but it's very exciting. Uh, do, 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 do. I see. I've situation Cervelli checked in. All right. So I'm just trying to find his comments here. Dan, there it is. <laughs> was that Dan the situation Cervelli's watching on YouTube? He says, I was at the Flyers game last night. Yeah, we're not good. <laughs> yeah, we got a lot of losses. <laughs> oh. who, do you, who do you fire next in Philly? I guess. I'm so jaded from having been in sports for so long. Right. It's just like it's like they line you up in front of the bullet. First it coach and yeah. maybe another coach maybe another then the gm and then you know what i mean it's, i know they don't want bodies in front of the bullets there how many bodies they got left well it's hard to put it into perspective when you we did the one-timer segment in the opening of the show and 10 losses in a row first time that's happened in over a decade like that should have people's knees shaking in the front office of the philadelphia flyers because of sweeping changes have to be on the way. They have to. Let me check the results of the poll here for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. The poll question is, which is the game of the weekend in the NFL? And again, there are four doubleheaders, both Saturday and Sunday. First game of the weekend is the Bengals at the Titans. Again, we're going to be watching them all. Saturday night, 49ers at the Packers. And then Sunday, a doubleheader. 
the Rams at the Bucks. That's my featured game. That's what I voted for because of Tom Edward Brady. And then the final game of the week is Buffalo, Kansas City. And I'll be honest, on Twitter, it is a runaway move, a runaway Bills Chiefs. 58% of the vote, a whopper, say that is the game of the weekend. Why do you think that is? Do you think that's because we get a lot of Bills fans watching or because people think that's the only upset of the weekend? Why do you think that's the biggest game? Yeah, I don't think, you know, no matter who wins, I don't think it's an upset in that game. I think there's a lot of intrigue because there's a lot of Bills fans, a lot of Chiefs fans, but there's a lot of people wanting to knock the Chiefs off. They've been in back-to-back Super Bowls, right? Even though Tampa's the defending Super Bowl champion, there's that. So, I mean, for, for me, far and away, Sunday is the, the better football day. I mean, I'll be yeah. glued to the Titans game. That's my favorite game. But I'm, I, can, I can step out of my own world and say that Sunday in our watch party is by far, not even close, the better day for football. Both of those games are pick em games. You have no idea who's going to win. There's plenty of intrigue. And it's going to be edge of your seat action. I just, Sunday is going to be great. Uh, to the text line, what the heck here in Taco Time viewer takeover... By the way, thank you, Taco Time, for the bumper sticker. I love Mexi Fries. Today's the first day on my MacBook. From the 902-518-3033 line, Tim in the sweatpants capital writes in, goes, I loved hearing Danny Austin on the show. He speaks so highly of the CFL, and it was great to hear him advocate for the game. By the way... Taco Time commenter of the week is Randy Nickel in Cochrane, Alberta. I almost forgot. He will get a $50 gift card and maybe a lapel pin of a burrito from Taco Time. <laughs> How about Randy? And his comment, by the way, was that if Novak's Djokovic had been allowed to play in the Australian Open, it would have been a Djokovic. Boom, boom. Way to good. go, Randy. That's you good. win. Ron Thompson in Calgary watching. He says, hi, Rod. I said this two years ago, but mark my words, McDavid will be on another team next year. I'm not going to discount that and say you're wrong, Ron, but you're running out of time. That'll have to be next year. Yeah. I don't think it's, it's going to happen. No. Um, from Randy in the peg watching on Game Plus TV. Bombers doing the right stuff on and off the field, but fans, don't be so cocky. Got lucky the last two games, should have lost the Grey Cup. Got lucky that kick returner didn't do the right thing. Oh man, oh man, oh man. You come in with that comment now, I got so many thoughts on that. The Bombers, I respect them so much. They're doing things the right way. And the more that I dig into this new way of life, I realize that there are no coincidences. There is no getting lucky. And this guy's in Winnipeg. And by the way, I'm not, I say this because I feel it. I'm not saying because I'm going to suck up to Winnipeg. We're not even in Winnipeg. We're in Calgary. But the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are doing everything the right way. They deserve everything that they've received. And the fans have the right to be this cock. 30 years in the making, Moose. You were barely out of diapers the last time they won a great cup before I know. This. Let them have their fun. I say let them have their fun. I like that you said that. If you do things, I believe, with the right intentions, for the right reasons, 
thing will work out the way that they're supposed to in a good way. Last minute of play. Last minute of play in the RP show. You can't force it. You can't try and push a square peg into a round hole. If you do things for the right reasons with the right intentions, things usually work out. So it seems like that's what's happened in Winnipeg. Uh, quite a few comments have come in from John in Edmonton, one CFL related. He says, Chris Jones held a Q&A with season ticket holders last night over Zoom and not much was said. Thanks for the report, John. <laughs> you know, in the news world, say, that's the joke. No airplanes crashed at the airport last night. Breaking news. <laughs> Thanks. Chris Jones met with the season ticket holders and said nothing. Gotcha. All okay, right. we're going to enjoy Alberta this weekend. Maybe a prime rib buffet tonight. We'll see you Monday at noon Eastern right here on Game Plus TV. Great job, Jordan, by the way. I love the job you did on that. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com. Promo code STAPLE20. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.